0: Most people have had them. Many people hold on to them and they are responsible for burning more dreams than failure ever could. So just how do you manage your limiting beliefs? Leave the past in the past. You've been told it a million times, but it's easier said than done, even if you don't know that you're doing it. There is an answer and a simple one at that, perhaps foreign and a little uncommon, but effective. And the great thing is, You don't need years of therapy to find it. Before I get to that, just a reminder, if you are looking for daily tactical tips on how to turn your struggle into success, then smash the subscribe button and get to work. Now, limiting beliefs are often steeped in a subtle story of seduction, stemming from a subconscious attachment to a history of mess, mistakes, or madness, and they often show up in self-sabotage. A close relative of a feeling of being unworthy, we hold on to these stories, subconsciously usually, but we are also good at dragging them out anytime we start to see joy, just as a reminder that we don't deserve it, and to start piling on and confirming the most limiting belief at all, that I just don't deserve this. There's an inherent pain to not living out the life that you were destined to live. This sometimes manifests in the pain of depression, of anxiety, of anger, or addiction. It shows up in victimhood, excuse makers, and blame pushers. It shows up in confusion, in procrastination, and the pain of living unfulfilled, empty, or shallow. It showed up for me in a big way. It was a slow burn. I heard the noise, but where that noise was coming from, or what to do about it, eluded me. And so I did what most struggling men do, pretended that I was okay, and continued digging the hole deeper and deeper. Initially, we all look at the things we're doing in our lives, the bad behaviors, the bad habits, the bad relationship, and there's no doubt that these are hurting us. But they are often the symptom, not the cause. Your pain doesn't come from the things that you are doing. It comes from the things that you are avoiding. Understanding this is level 1 acceptance, and this is where the fun starts. The next part of the process, you will naturally duck and dive from your role in it, looking for external factors to apportion blame and to abrogate your responsibility. But hold on, this is just the beginning. There's a brutal honesty that is needed to confront any internal negative state. Chances are, you haven't been training for it, and your subconscious knows it, so it will do what it has done for years, lie. When you try to dig into the pain of your past, the first answer will be a lie. It's likely your second and your third will be also. You see, nobody, at least initially, wants to be responsible for their own pain. But we all do it, whether it is masking our initial pain or avoiding the painful truth. Escape happens on a spectrum and it happens to everyone. Escape from the one universal fear, time alone, in our own head. It's a slippery slope. The first excuse seems innocuous, perhaps even cloaked in a legitimate reason. But excuses and escape become like a runaway train. They might have to build up some steam, but when they do, they are almost impossible to stop. They become second nature and camouflage within logical decisions, identifying them almost as difficult as stopping them. If subconscious stories are the birth of limiting beliefs, These excuses and invisible escapes become the reinforced structure that those limiting beliefs are built on, and they have to be torn down. There is a simple process behind every success, but simple does not mean easy. When excuses and escape fueled my limiting beliefs and supported my self sabotage, the options were clear continue the race to rock bottom by keeping my head in the sand, or develop an acute case of brutal honesty and get to work. I had to deal with the man I didn't talk about, the man I wouldn't talk about, and the man I couldn't talk about. You need to deal with the you that you don't talk about. This is easier said than done. Like I said, we lie to ourselves. We all do it, and we all do it for the same reason. I just don't want to be responsible for my own pain. Now, I know what you're thinking. I didn't cause this pain. It was my parents, my partner, the government, or any amount of external factors outside of my control. And while I am sure there are elements of your past that you are not technically responsible for, you are responsible for how these have shaped your thoughts, your decisions, and your actions. You are where you are today because of every thought, decision, and action that you have taken to this point in your life. In life, You have but one responsibility, and that is your ability to respond. External factors will always exist, but your responsibility is clear, and it is yours. Yours alone, and yours to own. Now that we've cleared that up, you should be aware of what is driving your limiting beliefs. It's time to go to work. Overcoming limiting beliefs is a simple process that I like to think of as the iron fist in the velvet glove. It requires brutal honesty to expose, and then subtle subterfuge to overcome. The simple fact is, your past should be an education, not a location. A place to learn from, not live in. So let's get to work. Start with the iron fist. This bit is going to hurt a little, and it might take a few sittings. Like I said, we tend to lie to ourselves about the tough stuff. You're going to want to break down segments of your life. You can do this by time frame and ages, by people and relationships, by life stages or life events. Get out a pen and paper. It becomes more real when you see it. It's now time to start to identify your pain. You can start with the excuses if you like. Who hurt you? What stopped you? What broke you? What happened to you? This list will be a little easier for you. It's already your mindset. Things keep happening to you. So let's lean into it. All of the things that you could have achieved, except for that thing, that person, or that condition, the people you resent or blame, even those that you love, and the fears that have held you hostage, write them all down. For bonus points, figure out the first time that this story came into being, the length of time since the event, and start to get a sense of how long this story, perhaps these stories have been plaguing you, and then ask, do you want to keep repeating that cycle? Once you have this sorted, it's your turn. What could you have done to deal with the situation differently? Shifted the thought processes? Changed your mindset and focus? Taken action? What are the mistakes that you have made? What has your escape cost you? Cost your loved ones? How have you hurt others because you chose not to show up? because you chose to hide, and because you chose comfort. This one is going to take some time. Remember the lies, and it may take some support. A professional, a trusted confidant or friend, a group, your priest, or someone that just asks better questions. You might need someone to help draw out your brutal honesty. You might not, but be sure to have someone on hand, because this one is painful and could end up with you in a balling mess, curled up in the fetal position in the corner, just like mine did. You might have to sit with this one for a few days before step two, but that's okay. Reflect on your list. You will find an element of relief for even having admitted this darkness to yourself, and the realization will begin to hit. You have been responsible for all of the thoughts, decisions, and actions that have led you to this point. The good news is, that means that you are also responsible for all the thoughts, the decisions, and the actions that you take from this point forward. And the next place you land will be all your fault. The great news about that is when it's your fault, you get to control the destiny. Now, part two of your renovation is a lot more pleasant. And this is where all of the benefit is found. Unfortunately, you can't do it effectively without going through step one. But it is time to put on the velvet glove and turn everything that happened to you into everything that happened for you. And I want to shout out to Ed Milette, my mentor, my savior for that one. Take that list of mistakes, that mess you created and that havoc that you caused. All that was done to you because of you and in front of you. All the missed opportunities, false starts, and flat lines. And ask yourself a question about each. What am I grateful for? One thing I learned that provides more closure on the past, more acceptance of the present, and more anticipation of the future is to learn to be grateful for the shit in your life. For each of the points of pain you have identified, what about them can you be grateful for? You may start by thinking... There is nothing about them to be grateful for at all. But remember, gratitude for something does not mean you enjoyed it, would repeat it, or recommend it. But it does mean you learned something from it. The gratitude may be as simple as the resilience you developed because of it, the lessons it taught you, or the situations to be wary of. But learn to be grateful for it. The more ways, the better. But start with one. Finding a way to be grateful for the shit in your life the pain, and the torment takes the power out of the pain and transfers it to you. It creates opportunity for growth and allows the past to reside exactly where it is meant to in the past. Developing a daily practice of gratitude is a well-known success tool, but what exponentiated turning my struggle into my success was adding one gratitude per day directly related to the pain, and the lessons that pain taught me. Why is being grateful for your pain so powerful? Because you can only be held back by something you regret, fear, or avoid. You can't be held back by something that you are grateful for. And in that process, you change the story. You change your story, and you remove your limiting beliefs. One word of warning before you hit the go button on renovating your internal alignment, current state, and thought process. Before you start this process, you must create your clear, conscious, and compelling vision of the future you are working towards. Because as challenging as facing your past, your mistakes, and your responsibility is, without a considered next step, you will be left in a void. Your best hope is going round in circles. Your worst, going backwards. If you want to know how to create a clear, conscious, and compelling vision of the future with one simple strategy, you can check out my video on that very topic right here. But for now, it's time to renovate that internal alignment, that current state, and thought process. It's time to get brutal.